At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Bet Rivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bet. This is the Philadelphia City Cast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I am your host, Ryan Rothstein, uh, recording this on Monday, January 17th. And at the time of recording, we still have one more wild card matchup here, of course, as we all know. Cardinals on the road going out to LA, taking on the Rams. Uh, you may be listening to this Tuesday, and this game's already taken place. So um, just giving you an update on where we're at at the time of me going through this episode here with you. And I think we all know where we're going to start. Eagles lose 31-15. to um, They did not cover, as we all know. Uh, we, we saw that spread settle in at eight and a half for a while. We saw the tick up to nine uh, at one point. And then it seems like all of the Philadelphia money, all of the Eagles fans started betting the birds really late Saturday night into Sunday morning. And we saw this line drop as, as low as seven and a half at Bet Rivers Sportsbook which was interesting. I tweeted that out uh, before kickoff yesterday on Sunday at Wise Rides, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Um, so unfortunately, all of us who backed the Eagles to at least cover the number, certainly not the case as the Eagles trailed at one point, 31 nothing, heading into the fourth quarter. Final score ends up being 31-15. to uh, And depending on when you you know, when you decided to make your bets on the total uh, at Bet Rivers, I told you early last week, the number was at 49. I said, grab the under 49 now. That did hit. So that's a winning pick that I put out there for you. And then we saw the line, excuse me, the total quickly drop down as low as 45 to 45 and a half throughout the week. Uh, and, and we'll recap some of the other props and everything else for this game a little bit. But for me, there, there's a lot to get to as the Eagles season now is officially over. And it's just, it's weird, right? Like I, I feel weird here now uh, today after the Eagles lose because 
you can't help but be frustrated and you can't help but look at the the glaring weaknesses or shortcomings or you know however you want to describe it regarding Jalen Hurts as a as a passer and just quite frankly as a quarterback in the NFL it's been a roller coaster ride man and I don't want to overreact to this loss because yes I, I talked a little bit about it last week the air quotes we're happy to be here type of mentality and I'm not saying that's how the Eagles team felt but that's sort of how I felt and all of us felt like this team overachieved all right that that cannot be ignored that cannot be something that uh, is just glossed over this team overachieved all right they finished the season nine and eight uh, really nine and seven, right? That loss against the Cowboys, they were not trying to win that game. That game was all about rest and getting an extra week off for all of the, the important guys, all the starters, particularly Jalen Hurts and, and the offensive line. And we, we all know how that last game tra transpired. So nine and seven with a preseason game to end the year to get you to nine and eight, uh, above 500, start at the season two and five with no no sign of life from the running game. It was a completely different style of offense. They they lose their fifth game. Then all of a sudden, they do a complete 180. They adjust. They, they find the run game. They establish the run game. And they dominate in the run game the rest of the entire season. And we all know the schedule, right? And, and that's something that I talked a little bit about last week. Probably not enough because there was just so much going on. Uh, in preparation of previewing this matchup and all the other games throughout NFL wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend. But something that we've talked a ton about all year long is what? The schedule and how easy it is to end the season for the Philadelphia Eagles and how much it was in their favor. And that was certainly a huge part and a huge factor in this team finding their way into the playoffs was who they had to beat in the final month to, you know, four to eight weeks of this regular season. And you throw in a loss to the Giants there. You throw in a game where Jalen Hurts didn't play. You throw in a couple ugly starts against bad teams and of the likes of the, the Washington football team. And there's just a lot to unpack. And I'm trying to cover everything here on this episode. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that. And Listen, the Eagles season is over, but this week we will continue to talk Eagles and, and look back at this matchup. And, um, you know, of course, we'll, we'll shift gears now and, and focus a lot more on the 76ers, a lot more on the Philadelphia Flyers and everything else going on currently in the city of Philadelphia. Um, but Jalen Hurts has taken us on a roller coaster ride. He started out with a lot of us questioning him and then a lot of us sort of fell in love with him all right and some of you out there were a believer and a fan and and backed and supported Jalen since day one and I appreciate that um you know the the, the positives about Jalen Hurts does not change he is still a leader he is still a relentless worker he is still an excellent teammate he is still uh mature and poised uh, and, and people gravitate towards him. And all of those things that we've talked about already are still true. But that doesn't mean that all of the negatives and the shortcomings and areas that he needs to improve upon are also still not true. And there was an article written by Ruben Frank. And if you've been listening to the show 
uh, throughout the entire football season. You know, I oftentimes referenced uh, Ruben Frank and his articles, particularly the day after the, the Eagles game, because he always does an excellent job recapping uh, the games week to week. And a point that he talked about in his article is now that the number one topic of conversation, I think from, from right now, all the way up until the Eagles open up the next, uh, the next season, week one of the 2022-23 NFL season, this is going to be the number one topic or until a decision is made, I guess is, is another way to look at it. What we saw from Jalen Hurts against Tampa Bay is, was it a reality check for his limitations and just his ability to be a good decision maker in the pocket? Or was it just simply a, you know, a bad game on the road against Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champions by a 23-year-old in the first year as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Right? Like that, that's... This is why Howie Roseman gets paid the big bucks. And if you're the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, this is, this is what comes with the job title. These type of decisions, because this is not going to be an easy decision for the Philadelphia Eagles organization and their front office uh, leading up to draft day, the offseason. You know, whatever the key dates are where they can say, all right, now's the time to move on from Jalen via trade. Or now's the time to look into the draft to possibly groom a different young quarterback up and coming, whatever it may be. There are some key dates and timelines that we'll obviously uh, hit upon over the next few months. I, d I don't know which one it is, right? And here's a complete cop-out answer. I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think Jalen Hurts has some serious limitations that are real and that are not something that is insignificant enough for the front office, Howie Roseman, anyone else in the front office department or ownership group, whatever it may be, to say, all right, you know what? That's not a huge deal. We feel confident that he's going to um, he, he's gonna grow and he's going to improve upon all the areas that he needs to improve upon. That, that's, it's not a given. I think a lot of those areas are areas of concern. He has not shown us at all, one, at once, at any point this season, that he can bring this team back from a deficit, that he can win a game with his arm, that he can win a game in the pocket, that he can win a game where, you know what, the run game just isn't working, regardless of how good we are on the run, in the run game, doesn't matter. There comes a time, especially in the postseason, where a quarterback has to win you a game, if not multiple games, with their arm. All right? And people call me a hater uh, with Lamar Jackson. I'm not a hater about Lamar Jackson. But I recognize and notice his shortcomings as a passer. Lamar Jackson is a freak of nature. And I say that in the best way possible. He's an alien. He's an MVP. He's a stud. But I have some serious doubts with, with his ability to throw the football in the pocket as a decision maker when the game's on the line in the divisional round, in the wild card round, in the NFC championship game, AFC championship game, I should say. It doesn't matter. Can he win a game for the Baltimore Ravens? And Jalen Hurts is just simply the poor man's version right now of Lamar Jackson. Listen, I'm not trying to be 
a jackass or extremely negative when I say the poor man's version. I'm just sort of giving some respect to Lamar Jackson as an NFL MVP. Jalen Hurts finished one, you know, finished number one, slightly ahead of Lamar or right behind him, number two, in a lot of key statistical rushing categories for starting quarterbacks. So he's right there in, in a sense as well. But what I saw Sunday against Tampa Bay was bad. It was really bad. And listen, I'm not some bitter Eagles guy right now, uh, not trying to give credit to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the better team, obviously, clearly. Hot take alert. Tampa Bay is better than Philadelphia. But I wasn't watching that game like, man, you know what? They're, they're just overmatched. The Eagles are just overmatched. This is, there was no shot of them winning this game. I don't believe that to be true. Right, I, re I really don't. Listen, Tampa Bay was better. The Eagles were needing to bring a much better uh, game plan and overall performance, clearly, in order to compete and possibly win that game outright. But I thought it was there. I, I really did. Um, and, and maybe I'm just foolish. Maybe I'm the idiot. But I thought there was opportunities. right? And, and that's why I... I'm rambling on right now for the first 10 minutes of this episode about Jalen Hurts because, listen, Tampa Bay decided to stack the box the majority of the game. Like, beat us with the arm. Beat us with the pass. We know what you do so well. We are not letting you do that today. We are not letting you beat us on the ground. They stacked the box. Uh, they played a ton of cover three, which is what they did all year long, mixed in with some cover two. They played... 8 to 10 yards off the receivers, right? I was sitting there the entire first half screaming, take take what they're giving you, right? Run that 5-7 yard out. Run that 5 to 8 yard comeback route because the corners are, are giving it to you. Jalen Hurts couldn't get the ball there. Nick Sirianni, and, and trust me, there's blame to be had and, and to be given out. From the, from the game plan and from the play calling and from the coach's perspective, I'm not putting this all on Jalen. I thought the play calling was awful, right? They uh, they viciously targeted and attacked Dallas Goddard the entire first half. Devontae Smith didn't even get a target, didn't even get a pass thrown his way until the second half when the Eagles were down 17-0. How, how can you possibly explain that, right? That is absurd. Devontae Smith, we all know, is an absolute stud. You combine that with what the Tampa Bay Bucks and their defense, what they were giving Philadelphia and their offense, Devontae Smith should have had a catch on one of the first two, two or three drives. At, at, at most, I say three. I mean, the first or second drive, Devontae Smith should have been at least targeted, if not had a couple of catches, because they were sagging way off of him. But Jalen wasn't even able to, to look his way. He wasn't even able to, to deliver him the ball for two reasons. One, the play calling clearly was all about finding Dallas Goddard and Jalen just you know he blindly obliged right he only looked Dallas Goddard's way and that's something we've talked a lot about all season long which is Jalen has not been able to go through his progressions as a passer he stares down his main target his number one read his first option and he's not able to look at the entire defense. He's not able to look at all of the options that he has to throw the ball to. Uh, and, and that's a problem because that game yesterday, Jalen just really had to be, I, I think, an adequate 
starting NFL quarterback as a passer. And if that was the case, I think we would have, I'm not saying the Eagles were a one, but it would have been less about Jalen Hurts. And maybe it would have been a little bit closer of a ball game. Um, but man, I'm sitting here now the day after looking back on that game and I can't help but scratch my head. And once again, question if Jalen Hurts is the guy. All right, and I'm curious how everyone feels out there. I've been following a lot of the Eagles fans on Twitter and social media, and it's, once again, it's some mixed emotions here because Philadelphia and, and our fans, when we get behind someone, we get behind them. And I know a lot of the city got behind Jalen Hurts this year, so it's not just going to be, um, you know, jumping ship after one playoff game. Once again, the question will become, was it a reality check on Sunday against Tampa for what Jalen Hurts and his limitations are as a quarterback, or was it just a bad game by a 23-year-old in his first full season as a starter leading a team that already wildly overachieved expectations and no one even expected them to be in that game? Right, that That's what... Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, and this organization, they have to try and find those answers and weigh out the pros and cons and make a really tough decision this offseason. All right, he overthrew guys yesterday against Tampa Bay. He underthrew guys yesterday against Tampa Bay. He made poor decisions. He threw interceptions. He held on the ball uh, for far too long. He stared down his one and only read that he was looking at. There was a lot of things that give you cause for concern yesterday. Three turnovers, it's not going to win you any NFL game, especially a playoff game, especially a playoff game against the greatest of all time, especially a playoff game against the greatest of all time, who's also on the defending Super Bowl champions. <laughs> it's just not going to get it done. That was one of my keys to the game. The slow starts, and I'll talk, you know, I already did talk about that in this rant, the slow starts and the turnovers. All right, when you're when you're when you're down 17 nothing, when you're down 31 nothing, obviously you're shooting yourself in the foot. And when you turn the football over three times and you don't turn them over at all, you're not going to win the football game. Point blank, period. Whew. I'm disappointed, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not disappointed that they lost. Right, I knew this was a Herculean task. Um, I'm disappointed at how it played out because it was a blowout but they didn't get blown out just simply because Tampa's that much better right if the Eagles brought their A game hell if the Eagles even brought their B game uh, and they lose 31-15 then you just say all right hats off to the greatest of all time it was a good year Jalen looked good yesterday uh, but they just didn't have enough great season I would have I would love to have that narrative and that conversation today, but that wasn't the case. Uh, I think Jalen's shortcomings and areas that he is just clearly nowhere close to the level that you need him to be on, that was the biggest difference in this game, among some other things, uh, i.e. the coaching and the play calling. And I'm not completely letting Nick Sirianni off the hook, but hell, it was his first playoff game. Uh, going up against Bruce Arians, who's a Super Bowl head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach, and the greatest of all time. So uh, Nick Sirianni has proven to me already that he's able to adjust, adapt, and grow and learn from his mistakes. Jalen Hurts has not. 
Okay. So if you're sitting here listening to this saying, yo, easy, Ryan, with all the Jalen Hurts slander and questions, what about Nick Sirianni? What about the coaching? What about Jonathan Gannon? I'm with you. In a sense, I'm with you that Jonathan Gannon was not impressive. Nick Sirianni was not impressive. But those guys have shown us the ability that they have the ability, I should say, to grow and learn and adapt from their mistakes. Jalen has not. Jalen has not. All right, Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Eagles lose 31 to 15. Jalen Hurts was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Eagles turned the ball over three times. They're not able to get anything going. Uh, and the season is now over. We'll continue to assess what we saw this year. We'll continue to look back on the game against Tampa Bay as we also continue to shift gears now and put more attention on the 76ers and Flyers uh, and what they're doing throughout their regular season right now. Um, we're going to take a quick time out here. We're going to get more into NFL wildcard weekend. We'll work in some Sixers talk before we get out of here, and we'll continue to touch on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles right here on the Philadelphia CityCast. Much more still ahead. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, recording this on Monday. And the 76ers had an afternoon matchup down in D.C. taking on the Wizards. And they fall short. They lose 117-98 to earlier today. Um, Sixers just get, get blown out. They looked, they looked pretty ugly. I, I wasn't able to catch the entire game there. Uh, but I was able to catch most of the second half and uh yeah just just falling short uh in Washington taking on the Wiz kids baby the Wiz kids so looking back a little bit at NFL wildcard weekend and and the one thing that eased the blow of the Eagles just looking absolutely outclassed and overmatched in that blowout was of course the Dallas Cowboys losing you, you got to love it and it was no surprise. San Francisco, I was all over San Francisco. We talked about that last week uh, with our best bets and dissecting each and every one of these games. I gave you the, the 49ers with the points, whether you got them at three or three and a half. I also like the 49ers money line, talked about that. Uh, and the 49ers help us cash a winning wager there. And for Eagles fans, not just cash our, our bets, but also uh, make us feel a little bit better about the Eagles losing. So there you have it. And also, you know, I mentioned now that the Eagles season is done, we'll be talking more fly guys. Uh, the Flyers are in action tonight, and you, you're probably already uh, listening to this where the game is either live or the game already took place. But Flyers taking on the New York Islanders. Uh, and at Bet Rivers, the Flyers are slight underdogs. 
Money line plus 175 for the Flyers, minus 200 for the Islanders. The puck line, Fly Guys getting the one and a half, priced at minus 157. Islanders, minus one and a half, priced at plus 130. The total goals set at five and a half. The over, priced at plus 102. The under, priced at minus 122. Um, the Fly Guys on the road in that one i like the under five and a half we'll, we'll see how that plays out all right so let's run through some of these other games looking back on some of these other nfl wildcard matchups uh, that took place over the weekend where we were right and where we were wrong and things started off uh, with the bengals and the raiders on saturday joe burrow and the cincinnati bengals get their first playoff win in over 30 years, they take down the Las Vegas Raiders 26-19. That is a cover. Bengals covered the spread, uh, winning that game by seven. The spread was at five and a half most of the week. Ticked up to six uh, at one point there in the week, but it settled in at five and a half. Either way, Bengals get the win and they get the cover. Uh, I ended up going the other way, so I was wrong in that one. I said grab the Raiders with the points. Will Hill... Uh, pretty sure he leaned Bengals. Uh, we'll talk to Will again this week, of course. And then that second game on Saturday, I love the uh, Buffalo Bills. They certainly cover as they beat the brakes off the New England Patriots, 47-17. to And one thing I mentioned last week, and, you know, tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode, once wildcard weekend is officially in the books, We'll start to look at the futures market. We'll look at the matchups for the divisional round. You know, we're still going to talk a lot of NFL, as as obviously a lot of you out there are still going to be watching the NFL playoffs and making bets on the NFL playoffs. So that will certainly still be a heavy part of our episodes and conversations mixed in with Sixers and Flyers. Um, but I said I like the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl at Bet Rivers. They were, you know, anywhere from plus. Uh, 850, 8 to 1 to 10 to 1, depending on when we talked about them. Um, and, and they're a team right now that I think can make some noise in this AFC that I still believe is completely up for grabs. Uh, so the Bills beat the Patriots by 30. Uh, obviously, Sunday action starts off with the Bucks beating the Eagles 31 15, the 49ers taking down Dallas 23 17. And it's funny to me that now, like a big part of this conversation when recapping that game, is the ref getting in the way of the Cowboys and Dak Prescott trying to spike the ball? Give me a break, dude. That game was lost before that point. Okay? That game was lost well before that point. And what the heck is Dak Prescott doing running the ball there um, with no timeouts? And you need the clock to be your friend, not, not your enemy. And the action ended on Sunday with the Steelers going to Kansas City. And, man, that game started out pretty interesting. T.J. Watt picks up a fumble, takes it into the end zone. Steelers end up getting the lead to start things off 7-0 as a massive underdog, getting 12.5 to 13, depending on when you grab that number. Uh, huge double-digit underdogs. And you say, all right, you know what? Maybe Big Ben and, and Tomlin and T.J. Watt and the crew can keep this one interesting. Not the case. Uh, it turns out to be all Kansas City. Kansas City settles in, and and the Steelers couldn't get anything going on offense. They had uh, pretty much every possession offensively ended up being a punt, especially in that first half. 
they looked really bad. Big Ben, as we all know, his time has expired. The Chiefs win that 42-21, to and then Wild Card uh, Weekend wraps up Monday night with the Cardinals taking on the Rams. That line has moved from four at Bet Rivers to three and a half. The Rams, the three and a half point home favorite. So there you have it. Uh, quick reactionary episode talking Eagles and Jalen Hurts and uh, you know mixed in with some of the other recap in NFL wildcard weekend. Tomorrow we'll get more in depth and we'll recap the entire weekend with uh, with it officially being in the books on Tuesday. We will also start to look ahead and look at the early lines at Bet Rivers for the divisional round matchups. We'll look at what the 76ers have going on this week, as well as the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll incorporate some guests like we always do. So a fun, busy week ahead uh, as we start to make sense of this Philadelphia Eagles season now that they're uh, officially done and they're booking their trips to Cancun. Make sure you are subscribed to the show, available on all of your podcast platforms, and you can also give me a follow on Twitter at WiseRye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. Uh, and if you do that, you'll be able to find links to each and every episode on my Twitter page, as well as links to all of the podcast platforms on my Twitter page. So make sure you're following me there, and you'll be able to follow along with the show right here. All right, have a great rest of your day, everyone. Hopefully you uh, win some bets here. Enjoy the rest of your Monday or Tuesday, whenever you may be listening. Uh, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Peace. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.